Good afternoon, everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, welcome to a, another episode of The Murder Mentality. I wouldn't even call them episodes at this point in time so much as just me getting on here and trying to talk candidly to all of you. So I hope that this connects with somebody today. I know it will. Um, it's interesting. The more and more I do these things, the more and more I've noticed that the people that do log on here are like just ready for it, like every single day, like waiting for it. And um, that makes me feel good, you know, because what it means is that the people that are sitting here waiting for these things need them as much as I need them. What's up, honey? Hi, Lacey. <laughs> She's just dropping a ton of hearts in the comment section here. Um, big love, big love, honey. What's up, Chris? Nice to see you too. Uh, there's two people right there that are massively in my corner. Um, good afternoon for sure. Um, and, and two people that inspire me greatly too. Um, one of the interesting things is that like, uh, some of the people who've like signed on with me for coaching or like just come along for the ride. I don't think they realize how much they inspire me too. You know, um, watching y'all pick up on stuff and just get after it is so fucking powerful. It's so good. Um, and so to get right into it today, um, you know, I had a bunch of things I'd thought about talking about, but I just sat and said a little prayer here before I started. And, you know, one of my favorite prayers is I just say, God, I give you my mouth, please speak to your people. And then I ask what you think I should talk about. And right before I started this, you know, I'm not going to call anybody out because, um, I feel like it, you know, giving people a little bit of their own anonymity and allowing themselves to come out is a really more, much more powerful thing. But, um, I had commented not maybe 20, 30 minutes ago. What's up, Nathan? How's it going, man? Um, not 20, 30 minutes ago on somebody's Facebook post that, that was, uh, getting ready to come out of, a um, a rehabilitation center and they're coming back into the city and they were talking about how they, uh, um, were excited to be back around their people. And I just left a little comment and I said, Hey man, uh, you know, big love to you. Um, just if nobody's told you yet today, I believe in you. Um, but more importantly, God believes in you and, uh, I know you can make this happen. And, um, man, I used to hear words like that and they were so cheesy to me. Like I was like, I remember I'd hear other people say stuff like that or say it to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But the thing is, is that I was super jaded about stuff, man. And stuff that I had no business being jaded to anyway. Somebody's trying to be polite and kind and, and caring and compassionate to me. And I'm going to be jaded about it, you know. But what really was is that I was jaded about me. I thought that I was too far gone for God to love me. I, th I thought I was too far gone for anybody to actually love me. I knew I didn't love myself. So why would anybody else even do it if I couldn't do it? You know? And... The old saying that like, you know, you have to learn to love yourself before you can love other people. That's somewhat true and it's, you know, somewhat not true. I also think that that same thing applies that you have to learn to love yourself before you can be loved by people. And I'm not saying that you like, and Nathan's right, cliches are cliches for a reason. You know, it's not a universal axiom, but it's often enough true that it should be uh, at least recognized as being often true. And um, I'm not saying you don't deserve love if you don't love yourself, but what it comes down to is something I almost actually almost typed this on somebody else's post too, like shortly afterwards. And usually if I start to get to a point where I feel like I'm trying to educate somebody on a, on a message or a text or something like that, or some comment, I just delete it, you know, and I'm like, you know what, I'll leave it be. But, um, the thing is, is it, uh, it, the, like we have to learn 
what love is before we can love somebody. We have to learn what love is before we recognize somebody is loving us. Because I will feel things that somebody does when they love me. For example, I might feel comforted. I might feel, um, you know, their confidence in me. I might feel their trust in me. I might feel a lot of things. But the thing is, is that I don't actually feel their love. They feel their love. And that's why they're giving those things to me because they feel the love. They're acting on their love. I've been talking to my son and niece about this this morning. It's been an uncomfortable but necessary talk. Right there is a perfect example of loving yourself. I'm uncomfortable, but because I need to have this talk and I care about myself and the people involved in this talk so much, I'm going to continue to have it. Just like despite the fact that I come on front of these things and seem like I'm very natural at it, I'm actually really uncomfortable right now. Like I'm super uncomfortable. I'm afraid I'm going to say something stupid. I'm afraid I'm going to say something that might hurt somebody's feelings. I'm afraid that maybe you guys all don't like me and you're faking it. Like there's so many little things, but I choose today to let God into my heart and to act in the face of that fear. And whether or not you believe the same way I do is irrelevant to me. Um, I, I don't believe that anybody that really takes the time to look out around at the world today and look out around at the world at, at any point and all of creation and all of the beauty that's existed and has existed and currently exists, that this is all just a random happenstance. And if it is, then man, you should be so fucking grateful because the astronomical chances of you existing are so fucking tiny that you should be so pumped to be alive right now and take advantage of every little bit of it. So it doesn't matter. One way or the other, you do need to recognize that this is your chance to be the best version of you. And when you recognize that you're not being that best version of you, it hurts deeply. I call myself on my bullshit so many times. Dude, that's so real, man. I had a conversation on TikTok with some people the other day on a live video just about this where they were like, you know, you can't walk around your whole life without you know, hurting some people. It's going to hurt. You're going to hurt some people sometimes. Sometimes the truth that you need to live is going to hurt other people because their truth is so twisted or toxic that they can't not be hurt by something that's just plain truth. And, you know, I agree with that. You're just going to have to recognize that there's going to be times when people are uncomfortable. There's going to be times when feelings get hurt. Feelings aren't facts. And it's irrelevant whether or not you feel right now the same way you're going to feel in a week or a day or a month or a minute because you might change like in, in an instant, the littlest things can happen and change your entire perspective for the whole day, for the whole rest of your life, potentially. And um, I want more than anything for people to be able to look at themselves in a mirror and say, I love you and I believe in you to themselves. And I think that having like, you know, a loving God or a loving higher power in your heart, having the idea that the universe really does want you to succeed in your heart, that the creator wants you to succeed in your heart is an incredibly powerful tool for that. Now, if you don't want to do it like that, that's your business. But I will say that it, it's, it, it's powerful. Outside of that, something else that's really, really powerful is you have to start doing the things that build you up. You have to start doing things that would make you believe in you. If you lie to yourself every day of your life, if you lie to yourself over and over and over again, no wonder you don't believe in yourself. If you are mean to yourself with how you talk, if you're mean to others with how you talk, you hear that energy coming out of you. And when you hear that energy coming out of you, man, oh man, does it affect you, even if you think it doesn't. Subconsciously, your brain is picking up on all of the things that you feed it 
on a day-to-day -day basis and you feed it negativity it continues to pick up on it when you even when you're joking with your friends man like i'm i'm like a real jokester i have a hard time not getting involved in these just raunchy just really dark humor conversation with my friends but i've been trying to back up in a major way because i'm starting to realize i was like holy crap man like I think that my subconscious picks up on this stuff. I think my soul picks up on that stuff and is like, really, dog? You think that's funny? Huh. Okay. Well, then. You know? And it's, man, does it change how you look at things so much when you try to filter everything through, through some type of positive perspective? And it makes people really uncomfortable when their negativity bounces off of you. <laughs> Yeah, my son told me some harsh shit, but I can only control my reactions and feelings towards the situation. I can tell him anything till I'm blue in the face, but it's going to be my actions that show him. I'm trying to teach him to love himself through example. It's hard as hell, but it's worth every bit of it. Yeah, you know, like literally like me and my son are struggling with some stuff like that too. Like for real, we are, you know, um, and I'm setting some boundaries that he doesn't like, you know, when we've had some definite friction because of it. Like I woke him up today and I was like, time to go to the gym. And he's like, I don't want to go. I'm so tired. And I was like, me too. Don't care. Let's do this. Guess what? When you go and do something hard first thing in the morning, when the first thing you do in the morning is something you don't want to do that's hard as fuck, you feel like a savage for the rest of the day. That's real. You might have to do some more hard stuff. In fact, you're going to have to do some more hard stuff. You build belief in yourself by doing hard shit that you don't want to do. What you want to do is fucking irrelevant. This life isn't about what you want to do. If we all did what we'd want to do, we'd all be fucking dead in our beds from fucking heart attacks and never moving around and just eating whatever sounds good at the very fucking moment. Some of us are actually doing that. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying that to be judgmental, man, but like, I mean, if you're fucking killing yourself with a crack rock, it's no different in my book than you killing yourself with TV and fucking snacks. Both of them are just as deadly, just in different ways and different times. If you're killing yourself with mediocrity, if you're killing yourself with anything... And you don't think that your subconscious, that your soul is taking little notes of that. You're tripping. And so one of the things that I like so much about Wes Watson, one of my coaches and mentors, is that he always talks about doing hard shit, non-negotiable, difficult stuff. For me, the gym isn't difficult. It's the motivation to get in the motherfucker that's difficult. <laughs> For me... Doing tattoos ain't difficult. It's the motivation to get my ass to the shop and do them that's difficult. To me, these aren't difficult. It's the motivation to get past the fear and do this. So what I personally struggle with, and I, I don't know about everybody else, but what I personally struggle with is that I don't want to do the shit that I need to do. <laughs> I don't want to be responsible. I don't want to be organized. I don't want to be all that shit. But what... My soul desires is different. God is not the author of chaos. I must bring everything in my life into balance and order. I must do it. It's not about what I want to do. It's what I must and will do. Want to do stuff is fucking fleeting. At one moment, I might want to eat some cheesecake. At the mo next moment, I might want to eat a salad. At the next moment, I might want to blah, blah, blah. Want and motivation are trash. Period. What you need is a Why? You need a why that's so powerful that you'll run through a motherfucking wall with it. And I know that most people's whys are like their children and their family and stuff like that. And I might seem a little bit egotistical when I say this, but that's just because you haven't reached a level of development yet to understand what I'm saying if it makes you feel that way. And that's that I am my why. Me. 
my relationship with my creator, my relationship with other people, my relationship with my fucking self is paramount. It's the only thing that fucking matters outside of your relationship with your creator. Those feelings that you have when you treat yourself like shit, when you talk about other people negatively, when you talk about yourself negatively, all of those fucking feelings that you experience that we feed into are all fucking you up. To be able to believe in yourself, you have to make you your priority. If you make your children your priority, you're probably going to do a pretty good job being a parent, but you're going to live such an unfulfilling and upsetting life that your children will probably emulate that too. I want my kids to see me fucking loving me. They're never going to listen to every damn thing I say. That's part of being a kid. You're going to fuck up. You need to. That's how you learn. But they will never, ever not emulate you in major ways. Have you ever noticed that there's just generational curses, whole families that have just been fucked since as long as you can remember, since as long as your grandparents can remember? It's because nobody took the time to stop that generational curse. Nobody took the time to stop the trauma. Nobody took the time to stop fucking behaving like that. But nobody told them. Nobody told them, hey, when you build yourself up, you get stronger. <laughs> when you tear yourself down, you get weaker. It seems obvious. But until you hear it come out of your own mouth to yourself and believe it, it's just, it just hit different. It hits different when you can stand in front of the mirror and say, fuck, I do respect that fool. Damn, I respect the hell out of you, dog. And you're talking to yourself because you know you do the shit that you respect. You know that you stand to your ground. You know that you're a real motherfucking man, a real fucking woman. You know that you ain't no facsimile, fake ass copy of a human. You know that when put, pressure gets put on you, you fucking shine. You know that when pressure and heat gets turned up, you turn into a fucking diamond every time because you refuse to be anything else. It ain't about that fucking image. It's about being the man or woman that that is. <laughs> like, it's not faking it till you make it because if you do it because you're motivated, it ain't fake. If you do it because you love it, it ain't fake. I do, I do the things that I do with my responsibilities because I love the results and I love me and I love the relationship I have with my responsibilities so much that it allows me to approach my creator with a level of confidence when I pray to say, thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength to get through this. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the wisdom to keep moving forward and making the correct decisions. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the wisdom to see my mistakes. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the wisdom to see that I can't do this alone, but with you with me, nothing can stand against me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength and the wisdom to know that I must start writing my life down. Thank you, Lord, for giving me the consistency to keep writing these letters I do to you every morning and writing in my journal. Because it's, it hits in a totally different way when you can approach your creator with your head held high and your back straight, but with the humility to understand that you are still a God-fearing man or woman with the humility to understand that it isn't just about like, you're not just walking up there swaggering up there. You're, you're walking up there knowing that you are the perfect creation of your, of your God and that you're walking with their wisdom and their, their love. And it lets you walk into every situation like that. Like you're walking in your creator's presence at all times because your creator doesn't want you to hurt yourself. It's the exact opposite. <laughs> when we get negative results, we can easily, easily by plain deduction, figure out what we should be doing. What we should be doing is loving, forgiving, 
and building ourselves up and doing the hard shit no matter how hard it is, no matter how difficult it is and getting back up no matter how many times we get knocked down. Because I've been knocked down so many times I couldn't count them, but I fucking refuse to be on my back. Because I know that every time I stand back up, I got God on my shoulders giving me that little fucking back massage and pat me back and saying, get back in there. If you keep doing that, eventually you're going to be able to look in that mirror and say, thank you, Lord, and thank you, me. And if somebody hasn't told you yet today, I believe in you. But more importantly, God does. Talk to y'all tomorrow.